Hey guys, welcome to Level Up Rewind. These are throwback bite-sized clips for anyone that wants to tune in on the go. Almost sounds like, Danny, like you've gone from traditional discipline, which usually has like a scare tactic or a punishment or a fear-based motivator attached to it. So, for example, comp prep, it's like you're getting on stage and a lot of people are going to be looking at you. Like that's almost a bit of like a fear-based um, consequence, you know, if you yeah. don't do the thing that you're holding yourself accountable to. Whereas when you develop a, uh, self-discipline from a place of wanting to be your best self, you almost have to adopt a little bit of compassion towards it as well and have that self-compassionate piece come in and find that balance. And I think we all go through it as well, where at the start of any goal, we do come in with traditionally how we've been taught to look at discipline through the lens of punishment, right? Like in school, if you didn't do your homework, like what happened? You know, it's about realizing that we're conditioned to think this way. So it's only natural that we adopt it into our goals. But self-discipline and self-compassion, they go hand in hand. You can't really have one without the other. Otherwise, if we have too much discipline, too much push all of the time, like you said, it can come across as like very like aggressive and masculine towards your energy. Whereas we want to be able to have that balance and know like when we need to pull back, because that's what we need to do in order to be able to make sure we can be consistent in the long run and develop behaviors just like anything else. But the thing I love about self-awareness self-discipline, self-compassion, like all of these mindset things, they are trainable and teachable, just like a growth mindset, something we've spoken a lot about. We're, I guess, born with like a negative bias or a fixed mentality towards things from an evolutionary standpoint. And we have to practice some of these things to be able to adopt a growth mindset or self-discipline or self-compassion. We have to naturally practice it, right, time and time again until it becomes our default way of thinking. And that's why I think um, like for a lot of people stepping into the fitness space for the first time, it's, it's probably one of the first opportunities that they've had to be able to start looking after themselves to start uh, practicing willpower in a really gentle um, and productive and beneficial way, like looking after their health and fitness as a whole. Sometimes, right, like we can all take it too far. And we have absolutely where we take that self-discipline piece way too far and it's sort of like must get this done. Otherwise, what? Like nothing, nothing's yeah. actually going to happen, but we can sort of manifest that in our mind. So that's why I think fitness is a great opportunity to be able to like practice choosing the wrench or choosing the hard thing to do. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, and and what you said for manifesting it in your mind, we often make the consequences a lot greater than what they are. I mean, for someone to start off in the fitness industry you get to the point in your life where you don't feel good about yourself or you might have a health scare or you're just bored with your life and want to start something. So I feel like the entry point a lot of the time is off something negative and fear-based. You know, I don't want to get more sick or I know I, I want to, whatever your reason is. Um, so often people's starting points can be quite fear-based and then we mm. just don't, I mean, Fear, it creates action. Fear and anxieties, they create action because there's energy to burn. You use that energy. But then it's really important to not let that take you away for your whole time that you're doing the thing, going to the gym, training. Like at the start, use it as a superpower. I feel shit about myself, so I'm going to join a gym. How often do we hear that? All yeah. the time. You know, that's no one ever says, oh, I feel amazing. I love how I look and feel in my skin and all that. I'm going to join a gym. Mm -hmm. Very rare. Very, very rare. So use that. It's okay. We've all been there. However, along the way, 
try and catch yourself out on that language, what you're labeling yourself, what you're labeling the consequences, you know, no one will like me if I'm not this, that, or I don't fit in, or I don't have, catch yourself out on that bullshit and go, no, I'm here to better myself. I might not be where I am right now, but these Mm -hmm. are the steps. So turn it objective. These are the steps I need to take in order to get my goal. Mm, absolutely love that, Danny. Nail on the head. I think um, I, I did one of those, a, a lot of you guys probably saw it, one of those um, anonymous Q&A boxes the other day. <laughs> so good. Oh, that was so much fun. Um, I, I literally did like, I don't know, 10% of them. Like they were insane. Really? I was like, oh, my God, some of these, like when people don't know, right? And, guys, do you know you can actually pay on the app to see who does it? So be careful. It's a free app that you can download to connect to get anonymous questions, but it's like upgrade to the pro version, you know. Of course. Wait, who pays? We pay or the people viewing the can pay? And- I, I would pay to see who oh. Uh, submitted Oh, God. Yeah. So be careful when you're doing those. Not that anyone would ever pay. Like who actually- I would. What is it? How much is it to have a look? I didn't click on it. I was Not like, even worth it. No. There's always a catch. There's always a catch. Nothing's ever t- um, for free, guys. But <laughs> one of the questions that actually rolled in was, um, and I really liked it, it was along the lines of a lot of people talk about having a strong why when it comes to competing. Mm. Uh, do you ever feel like it's not from a vain place? Like, or does it always come back to, um, you know, being about yourself and being about how you look and your worth, et cetera? And it was a really good question because you know how a lot of people on the internet and they're like, know your why, you must know your why. I'm thinking, you tell me your why. Why are Mm. you doing it? Like, what's your why? You know, they come up with some bullshit, like why (laughs) that's like, I want to, I don't know, get rid of plastic in the world. Who knows what they come up with? That's but not was, that bullshit. But. <laughs> that's true. But I mean, in, in terms of competing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking, I was like, I don't know what my why would be if someone asked me why I compete, oh. but I think it always comes back to yourself, right? And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing because we should all have personal goals. And it made me think like a lot of people that step on stage like even though it's a sport that's based on body composition, they're not doing it for their body. They're doing it to feel strong, to feel confident, to feel accepted, to have a sense of community, yep. um, to be able to work towards a goal, to practice discipline. They love that sort of gritty feeling and that's why competitors get on stage. So mm-hmm. when we actually zoom out and go, the goal's never the goal, just like the problem's never the problem. The thing we're working towards, we're always working towards a feeling or an emotion rather than a result. It can help you foster self-discipline because it's like oh well I don't want to do this hard thing and it's like I'm actually doing this because I like to do the hard thing so you can reframe it in your mind um, and it just made me reflect on self-discipline and the types of people that do different types of extreme or disciplined sports yeah yeah